0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network ah yeah you know what time it is it's time for the rbk jn fiend i'm here with a special guest chris hall we about to get into it we about to have all five questions but before we start look here's the truth with so much drama and WV, it's kind of hard being Jeremy Bean. But I somehow, some way, keep supporting the old gold blue light every single day, babe. I All right, all right I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to cut it out. All right. I just want to give you all a little bit of sauce, man. I want you all to feel good. It's another week with RVK. <laughs> Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. I'm in the building in the booth. I'm here with a special guest. I mentioned it before. Chris Hall, WV Nation Sports Illustrated, West Virginia. Say what's up, Chris.
1: What's going on? The stress is real if you're out here rapping, that's for sure
0: Hey man, we need to feel good I tried to play some feel good music, you know, getting get your feels You know, it's a, little, it's a little old, but you know, for the, all the old heads out there, you know what song that was?
1: Man, I don't like being uh, described as an old head, so yeah. Let, let's move on i already, already getting called old right off the rip.
0: Yeah, well, get some tougher skin, my friend. There's a lot of people, a lot of people in West Virginia getting called a lot worse, especially the old ball coach. But we're going to get into it. Hey, look, Jay, I want you to spin the track. Let's go in and five on it.
2: Welcome back, RVK Nation, to another edition of I Got Five On It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan Tycurry and let's get things kicked off with the first blank. The Oklahoma Sooners win was or was not a signature win for Neil Brown.
1: I wouldn't. No, I'll keep it short. No, it was not. If Oklahoma was ranked, sure, but we know what Oklahoma was with Lincoln Riley and uh, Bob Stoops. So it's, it's not the same. So I'm going no. It's a signature. I, w- I wouldn't. I would say more a signature win for the program. Not for no problem.
0: I get you. I think a yes for uh signature win for Neil Brown, I say yes for signature win for the program, and you can get in and after I say this, you can get in here and rebuttal me if you want to, but the reason why I say yes is we know the record wasn't very good, but growing up, there was a game that I always remember hearing about, and it was talk it was thing of legend. Do you know what legend it was back I think it was nineteen eighty eight West Virginia beat Penn State, it was a thing of legend. Major Harris finally got over the hump. Don Nealon finally got over the hump. They beat Penn State. Growing up as a youth, that's all I ever heard. It was such an incredible, great, can-you-believe-it moment. Unfortunately, Chris, a couple years ago, I went back and looked at Penn State in 1988. They were absolute hot garbage in 1988. Oh, my goodness. Penn State was terrible. The point is, I never heard that growing up. Because it's been so long since we beat Penn State, it's a thing of legend when Major Harris beat Penn State. Nobody ever mentions the fact that Penn State was absolutely garbage that year. And I think this is a lot the same. It was nine years. If you had a nine-year-old child, they'd have never seen us beat Oklahoma. And maybe right not right now, but in 10 years or 15 years, they're going to talk about when Oklahoma came to Morgantown. In the rain, Garrett Green, this sophomore kid, comes in. And we've seen Country Roads at the end. I think this is a signature win for not only the program, but Neil Brown, despite Oklahoma not being very good uh, record-wise.
1: I'll have to stop you. It wasn't 88. It was 84. West Virginia beat Penn State. Okay. And Penn State was ranked at that time.
0: No, okay, see. And West Virginia
1: was ranked. But Penn State did finish, I I believe, 6-5 and uh, that season, so... Uh, it was All I a remember is hearing season. a story about
0: us beating Penn State and me going back and looking, and they weren't very good. Kind of like Oklahoma's not very good, but I think they the- weren't very is- good '88
1: either. So it, I mean, it's it still good. But the difference is that was a 30 year drought. This is just we I mean? haven't been up to par for the Big 12,
0: bro. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's, okay. a, it's a it's a win okay, for the cool. program. You, you said 30 year drought. All right, um, Chris, you tell me the last time we beat Oklahoma at home. Never happened. Oh, it's never happened.
1: All right, that's, that's, why I said that's why I said signature win for the program.
0: Okay, okay. Well, that was my point. I just don't,
1: I'm just not compared to Penn State. I mean, okay. that was that was every year for thirty years. You're just getting beat.
0: So I'm just saying, nine straight years feels like thirty
2: years to me right about now. But let's go on to number two. Number two, Pat McAfee Woo! making the Texas hype video is blank.
1: Interesting. Um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think primarily is his disconnect with WVU for whatever reason. Um, I Obviously, I think he still holds some resentment for all the death threats, naturally. So it's okay they were just down there for game day. They're not familiar. He's on ESPN College Football Game Day. They were just at Texas. So I'm sure uh, they asked him to do it. It's uh, him supposedly acting as the coach. Wasn't clear in the video, but. He followed up with that, so it's interesting, a little odd, but uh, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I get you. Uh, for me, it was okay. I'm fine with him doing it. And look, listen, stay with us. We're going to go in and we're going to really dissect this Pat McAfee thing. It needs to be said. It needs to be talked about. I think it's very important because a lot of people say a lot of things and have a lot of feelings, and they forget sometimes other things that transpired. But let me tell you this: uh, I'm sure Texas paid him a lot of money to make that ad and so (laughs) bottom line is I'm okay with it because if you get that money up I'll make you an ad I'll make you an ad right now I was okay with it he's a mountaineer but there's a lot of factors that go into it but primarily if they're going to pay you why not do something if they're going to put money in your pocket and if you say you wouldn't you are delusional and you're lying to yourself
1: especially when you're on site
2: (laughs) number three number three watching this West Virginia University basketball team has me feeling blank.
1: A little optimistic. Uh, I'll be honest, I did not have a lot of optimism heading into the season. In fact, I did not uh, feel good about it with seven newcomers. But uh, been three games, feel, feel a little better about it, especially the front court, uh, seeing their progression early, especially Muhammad w- Wagi. I probably just butchered it. I think it's Wagi.
0: Yes, yeah, Wagi. No, I love it too. Uh, I'm trying to keep myself from doing exactly what I try to warn everybody else about getting too hyped over the non-conference schedule. It's about to get real tough. We got some big games coming up. We got um we got a game and then we play Purdue and then we could play Gonzaga and then we could play Duke. So we're going to find out who we really are. But so far man has been feeling good, especially right now when football is not doing so well. I know we just came off the Oklahoma win. But it's refreshing to take pride and be happy and excited and have some expectation. And that's what the basketball team is providing for us right now because I still don't think that they're playing at their best. We are turning over the ball. And yet, and still, we are still mopping the floor with teams. Now, granted, our, our level of competition maybe maybe hasn't have been the best. Mount St. Mary's may make it to the tournament. Pitt, I don't know. But it's going to get a lot stronger. But so far, we're doing what
2: we ought to have done. And I love it. Number four, Shane Lyons getting the axe is blank.
1: Intriguing, very intriguing. Look, he was one of the most he's one of the most respected ads around the country. Uh, but the interim ad um, <clears throat> made it clear uh, they wanted they wanted to evolve with the changing times of college football, and really seemed to underline the portal uh, and NIL. So very. Very
0: intrigued. I'm glad you said that. Cause so we can really get into the NIL and the portal. Cause I feel like that has lesser to do with why he got the ax, but for me, it was, it was necessary. Now don't get it twisted. Shout out to sugar Shane. That's what we nicknamed him. He came on the show. He showed so much love to the RVK. We appreciate him. He's a Parkersburg boy, just like we are, but it's about winning. And he hitched his trailer to the wrong horse. So for me, it's not surprising and it's necessary um, because despite maybe some of the success for, for other programs underneath him, the main program is follow the money and that's football. And football has not been up to par, especially with the contract extension that he gave Neil Brown. I feel like there's a lot of things that go into this and a lot of things that we can read from this that we will get into when we go in. But for right now, I'll say it was necessary to fire him right now.
2: Number five, Gordon Gee saying that they stand behind the team the rest of this year
1: means blank. Support, I guess, <laughs> for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, I don't really put a lot of uh, stock into it. Obviously, they're going to throw their support publicly uh, towards the head coach for the remainder of the year because uh, it would be unfair to this kid. So call it cliche, call it what you want. I'm not surprised.
0: I agree 100%. It means exactly what he said. They're going to support the team for the rest of the year. And then there needs to be a period. There's not a dot, dot, dot. Yep. There's a period. (laughs) That's what he didn't say. What he said, he specifically crafted that statement to say exactly what he wanted. We're going to support him the rest of the year. After this year heads are going to roll. Excuse me. Head is going to roll. (laughs) Oh, that's what it is. I got five on it, but we're going to give you one bonus, quick bonus. We're gonna add a 6-1 to I got five on it. Chris, real quick. Kansas State versus West Virginia. The winner is who?
1: Put me on the spot early. I'm gonna gotta go to Kansas State early on.
0: There you go. Kansas State's his pick. Kansas State's my pick. There are five questions, excuse me, with six with the bonus. The RVK. We're here. Let us know where we got it right, where we got it wrong. But stay with us because we're going in. Right, they've all- more than 100 schools available from home field apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y 12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you.
1: Welcome one, welcome all, and you are listening live to the one, the only, Tortillas and Tags podcast.
0: From football to softball to track and field, tune in to get the best coverage in everything that is Texas Tech.
1: Not only that, but find out what unsuspecting star we get to interview and put on the hot seat.
0: Whether you like corn or flour, eating them or throwing them, this tortilla is for you. So listen to tortillas and takes. And as always, stay wrecked, people.
2: Wreck me, boys! I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in.
0: We're going in. Man, there's a lot to go in uh, about this this week. Uh, a lot of news. We have the basketball team playing strong. We have the upset of Oklahoma, which was so lovely and great and wonderful. And you know what? I think we're actually going to start right there. We can talk about basketball. We can talk about Pat McAfee. We can talk about uh, Kansas State coming up. We can talk about Neil Brown and Shane Lyons. And we will. But I first want to start with Oklahoma. The win over Oklahoma Because there's so many people who kept saying, Chris, uh, it was a great win, but. A great win, but it doesn't save Neil Brown's job. A great win, but I don't know if Garrett Green could be the starter. Or a great win, but this is an indictment on Neil Brown because Garrett Green wasn't playing the whole year. Um, I kept hearing people say, great win, but. Chris, when you watched the game, what were your feelings right after it?
1: Finally. (laughs) Tired of losing to Oklahoma? I not about everybody else, but yeah. uh, a win's a win. Uh, bad weather, probably played in their favor a little bit. Um, kind of forced their hand to play Garrett Green. I got to see a little bit more of him than we have in the past, especially against stiffer competition. I wasn't a great Oklahoma defense. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, we can dissect a lot of things right now that's going on, but it was very fitting for West Virginia to beat Oklahoma during this time, right? Like. It wasn't on the path to a Big 12 championship. West Virginia's having a down year. Oklahoma's having a down year. Ideally, you, want to, you wanted to beat them in like 2018, right? Beat them. Yeah. Knock them up, then you go to the Big 12 championship. Probably would have had to beat them again. But that would have been like the ultimate path. It, this is just an average game. Average win from the outside looking in. So that was fitting. But overall, I mean, just take the win. Um, yeah, there, there's a there's a lot of questions. Yes, absolutely, there's a lot of questions. Neil Brown's future, um, the performance of like the Garrett Green's gritty win obviously captures the hearts of Mountaineer fans. So they want to see him play immediately. Uh, that's understandable, especially with the way JT's been playing the last few weeks. All that's understandable. The, the frustrations is understandable. Can't, you're not going to get an, you're not going to get a defense from me. Um, but it, it, does, it does add an intrigue for the future because when you're talking about everything else that's going around the program, uh, the quarterbacks that are in the program right now, uh, it, it does add more questions with that win. It did, I feel like it didn't answer many questions. It just added more questions.
0: No, I feel you. well you said finally, you summed it up right. All I felt was finally it has happened to me right in front of my face, and I just can I hide it. Oh my gosh, finally. Look, I don't care about Neil Brown. Oh, he did this, he said that. People saying all this stuff after the game or a day after, I don't care. I don't care. In that moment, it feels good. Do you know how many times over the past nine years we've we've had these incredible moments? I mean, Tabon went off. Legendary game. Look, we still watch it on YouTube. Will Greer putting up insane numbers against Kyler Murray, but we still took the L. So on that night, on Saturday night, when we're watching the game and we win the game, on Saturday afternoon when we win the game, I don't care. I know everything's not perfect. I know there's issues. I know there, there's things to be said on why didn't you play or how didn't you and who, blah, 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 blah. All I know is as a Mountaineer fan, you got to rejoice when you can rejoice. And I'm telling you, that whole day I felt so good. I didn't care about coaching. I didn't care about the AD. You know what I care about? I cared about Garrett Green sitting – Amongst the fans, singing Country Roads. I cared about Dante stills hopping up there and singing his heart out. That is what West Virginia is about. And for that one day, I just wanted to enjoy it and soak it in. Bro, that was so beautiful, so great. Whew, and I know Oklahoma's not good, but that's not the point. We finally we finally got the monkey off our back. They had never lost in the roughneck outfits that they wore against us on Saturday. They were 3-0. And you know what happened? They got that L. Take that L home with you, okay? I don't care about the excuses. I don't care about the rankings. We won. I don't know, man. I just, I felt so good. It was such a great moment. And I wanted to have that moment. Later on, we can worry about it. Tomorrow's still going to be here. We'll talk about tomorrow, tomorrow. But tonight, it's all about tonight. Yeah. And then tomorrow came. And the next day came. And (laughs) and Monday morning, They dropped a the bomb on us. Shane Lyons, is his, Shane Lyons gets the axe. He's out as athletic director for West Virginia. So now, look, we have a few days. We can talk about it. What do you think? Were you surprised by the move? What do you think the move means before the end of the year? Let's do it those two first before we add the third question in there.
1: Oh, man, it was a bit of a surprise, you know, uh, he was he was one of the most respected ADs he served on the division 1 football committee a very integral part of getting fo- college football to return in 2020 um he was huge in that uh, along with uh president gee so um interesting uh con- considering how how much weight he had in the college football world but you know after after you know settle dust settles and the shot goes away and then you hear from the interim interim new, the new interim AD uh, Rob Alsop, that you know the, the college football's changed. It's not the same. Um, and it obviously hasn't been the same since since the pandemic. The world hasn't been the same. All the new rules that got put into place right then and there. So it evolved quickly. Um, I don't want to say West Virginia was unprepared, but they were unprepared. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was ve- it happened rapidly and. When you look at college football and history, like it's not, it should not be a secret that the kids were getting paid in the past from big time programs. So there were systems already put in place. So I, I just think that there was just a reluctancy in some aspects to evolve quickly. Yeah, and but you know, held them back.
0: And and I hear that. And there's all kinds of stories. You know, they're talking about the NIL, the way the new college football is moving. I've heard some stuff about Bob Huggins. You know, him and. Him and Shane, I don't know if they're true or not, but these are the rumors that we hear. Maybe they weren't, you know, simpatico. They they weren't all in cahoots with each other. But don't get it twisted. This thing is about football, and football exclusively. There's a lot of other things that go along, but if you ever want to look why decisions are made, all you have to do is follow the money. And the money is in college football. And I feel a lot with Shane. Here's the bottom line, Chris. So with all the problems... This is like the, the the hot to crazy ratio. You ever seen that like you ever seen that on Instagram or Twitter? The hotter the the individual is, the more crazy you'll put up with. Well, this is the same thing with Shane Lyons in college football. College football, if you're an athletic a, a, a director or you're a college football head coach, it's a wins versus all the other problems ratio. The more wins you have, the more problems you can have. But when you're averaging five wins for the past four years and you have a lot of problems, that's not going to fly. So now people come out and they're naming like 10 different things the reason why he got axed. I promise you, if West Virginia was winning nine games a year the past four years, though that stuff, the NIL and problems with individual head coaches that, that he's over, that may have been a problem. I promise you he wouldn't have been fired. Because this is all about wins and losses once again, win ratio compared to the problems you have ratio the problem is the 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 horse he decided to connect his chariot to or his trailer to didn't win enough to allow him to make as many mistakes that we allegedly have heard has been made. Does that make sense?
1: It does, but you gotta you gotta look at it this way too. You know, they lost a lot of players that they brought in from the outside looking in was because of NIL. So if they weren't willing to adapt to retain their talent. Yes. Then how much can you put on the head coach? Now, I'm not saying in any way that Neil Brown is without his fault. No, and I get, I get, it. get it. I you agree want, with you. Can't, you can't handcuff your coaches. And expect yes. results. Now, now you, but, but here's the thing. Now
0: you're, you're diving into the why. And you're right. This is why they weren't winning. But the right. ultimate and thing is, are you winning? Or are you not? If we yeah. won nine games and we were still losing that amount of players, people wouldn't care. Exactly. But we're not. And the reason why we're not is because we have the NIL problem where people are leaving. And you're actually 100% right. I'm just saying. But it all comes back down to wins versus losses against how many problems you have.
1: And I, I do find it interesting, too, because I've heard Huggins talked about him on his radio show. Um, Neil Brown obviously talked about Shane on his, uh, during the weekly press conference. and Rob as well. Um, they all said the same thing. And everybody you talk to, Shane is a really nice guy. He's a great guy. He did a lot for WVU. I mean, look at all the facilities that, that's been erected during his time. And once again, oh, I want
0: to interject. He's always been great to the RVK,
1: but, continue right. on. but you know, at the same time, you know, whatever it is that maybe he wasn't willing to do. And of course, this is all speculation and rumors, but you know, him being on the committee, maybe, you know, he wasn't willing to toe the line, you know, just because he, he's, all, he's such a prestigious figure. um, And it's not that they they're trying to cheat. It's just there's no rules with NIL. Like there's rules, but what rules are there? Like there's no guidelines really. Like it's at some point you gotta make moves, right? Like you gotta do something. You can't just sit back and watch everybody else make moves and then react over the summer and pick up a bunch of FCS kids, right? Like that's a losing formula we're witnessing right now.
0: Proactive,
1: proactive, not reactive. Yes, you, you can't lose second-team conference players that you're hoping to be first-teamers the next year that you develop for two or three years and then have somebody come in and buy them out, essentially. So there, there's a lot there, and there's there seem, that seems to be the underlying thing. And it goes back to listening to Bob and Neil. Neil seemed somewhat relieved Tuesday. And I, I say that I just... For someone that's probably going to be gone, because I first off, if West, if West Virginia hires an AD and says you have to give Neil Brown a chance, you're not going to get a good AD.
0: Okay, okay. One. So p- p- press pause on that real quick. All right. Let me ask a question because I was going there. What does this mean for Neil Brown? Shane lines being gone, this thing's transpiring the way it transpired. Chris, continue on with your statement. What's this mean mean for Neil Brown?
1: Uh, you assume he's gone, right? Like what, unless a uh, let's say the best case scenario for Neil Brown. And I, this isn't even having to win out. I'm just saying from behind the scenes, the rumors are true that the NIL, right? So Neil Brown from the get-go has been trying to build from the ground up, right? He, he wanted to get go get talent, develop them. They have gotten bigger along the offensive line. So the way he's trying to do it, I mean, it's coming, right? But you've lost talent. So if the new AD comes in and looks... And I'm assuming Neil's going to get his shot to talk to the new AD. Maybe not, but I, let's assume, best case scenario, who he is. And he, they point out, like, hey, we have the fifth quarter program. We have this. We've been doing this. Like, look, look at our recruiting rank. Look at the talent. Look how much bigger we've gotten since I've arrived. If the new AD's, all right, I like where we're going. Let's get this NIL going. That's the that's best case scenario. But more than likely, the AD that's going to come in, Already has his top five, top ten, and Neil Brown's probably not on it, right?
0: And I gotta like, imagine that that and somebody very intelligent told me this. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's very intelligent, and he said I would venture a guess that part of the interview process was specifically about Neil Brown and what do you do at coach for whoever the new AD is
1: who comes in. But we, I mean, the some of the administrators at may like him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So let me don't let me, give you, you don't let, me let me
0: give you an example. Okay, so the 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 board of governors and Gordon Gee said Chain Lyons was out. Chris, have you ever? Uh, I use this I use this on WTAP too. But like, have you have you ever uh, made like an apple pie like with your grandma like when you were younger? Maybe you haven't, but I, I know a lot of people have. You know, grandmother's making apple pie. She's letting you pick out the apples and cut them up. You pick out an apple from the bag, and there's a huge bruise on it. The whole thing's not bad, but there's just a big bruise on it. And you look at your grandma and it's like, hey, what do you want me to do with this one? And she's like, uh, throw it out. So you throw it out. What would happen if you grabbed another apple and it has a bigger bruise on it? Are you going to turn to your grandma and ask her if you want to keep that one? Right? No, you're probably not. You're going to probably throw it out. Why? Because the one that you had before that, that had a smaller bruise, she told you threw away. She set the standard. So now that you have one that has a bigger bruise, you already know it's not good enough. I feel like that's exactly where we are with Neil Brown and Shane Lyons. The Board of Governors and Gordon Gee looked at uh, uh, Shane Lyons and his body of work, and there was a big bruise there. And the bruise was the football program. And they said, you know what? He's, let's throw it out. He's not good enough. Let's throw it out because of that bruise on there. Now, when they pick up the apple that is Neil Brown, how much of that apple do you think is bruised? He is the football program. I'm sorry. There's going to be a bigger bruise on Neil Brown. He, that apple is going to be worse than even Shane Lyons was. Shane Lyons at least could boast, hey, women's soccer and men's soccer and blah, blah, blah. Neil Brown's whole thing is a, is is football. So when they pick up that apple, there's no question. You're not even going to ask your grandma, Hey, do we want to keep this? No. She already set the standard. Same thing with the board of governors for me. There's I think this thing's over. I think it's in stone. I don't care if he wins the next two games. I don't care if he wins the bowl game. I think they've spoken. And I honestly personally believe that they're going to bring in a new AD because that's how you do things. You bring in a new AD, you give him a few months. So now he has a few months to pick who his his coach is going to be, who he's going to attach his horse to his his, attach his wagon uh, to which horse, whatever horse he picks. That's what they're going to do. Because this whole Neil thing, it's over. It almost makes me feel like um biblically speaking, Nebuchadnezzar was having a party and he did something against God, whatever, you know. And then all of a sudden this hand comes out of nowhere and it writes on the wall. That's where writing on the wall comes from. And literally the four word the four uh words written on the wall were "Meanie, meanie, Tickle, and parson. When the prophet Daniel came in to uh decipher what it meant, literally, or pretty much it meant Your days are numbered. Look, we don't need the prophet Daniel (laughs) to be able to decipher what Neil Brown's future is here at West Virginia. When Shane Lyons got fired, I'm surprised those words didn't appear on his wall. Meaning, meaning Tico Parson, because Neil Brown's days are numbered. You don't bring in a new AD at this point in the season. If you're not getting a new coach, those are my two cents. I don't think he has another year. He has two games to play, maybe three if he wins both of his last ones.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree. Like, I don't, and that was the best case scenario. And that, and you can add him winning out and then looking like, okay, well, maybe like, cause the thing is, like you said, like, what are you going to do? You're going to give him another year while you look for a coach? Well, what if yeah. he wins 10 games and you didn't late. really want him? You're
0: talking about giving him a, uh, another year. Let's say he gets in there and he le- loses his. He loses against Pitt. Then he loses against Penn State. Then he loses right. his first three games. What you want to start a new coaching hire three games into a new season? Is right. that when you want to do it? No, it doesn't make sense. Neil right. Brown has no. three at maximum three co- games of coach at West Virginia. He probably has two more games to coach at West Virginia. For me, the more important question—it's not more important—but one the big the question for me is how are the players going to react to this and how are they going to play once we get to Kansas state? Now, if you're not done with talking about Neil Brown, continue talking about Neil Brown. If you are, let's talk about what this means for the players in Kansas state. Like, like, are we going to show up? Are we going to be hungry? Are we going to play for our coach? Cause maybe it's his last opportunity or is it one of the things like, Hey, pack it up. Let's make some summer plans or fall plans or winter plans or whatever.
1: Yeah. We're going to find out about two o'clock. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. You know, the players have been bought. They've seemed to stay bought in this whole time, right? I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I, they may you know, some of these kids, if if they're that bought in with Neil and they like it, they, they're probably going to be bought in. They're probably all trying to pitch. They're like, hey, we want to continue building the climb, right? So um, I, maybe, I'll remain optimistic because I'm sure they still want to play in the bowl game. You know, if they they get a bowl, they didn't cancel the bowl for him, uh just because Shane's gone. So uh, I think they're going to come out and play. Uh, guys like Dante uh, still hungry, still wants you think to they, prove. You, th-
0: you think they win?
1: No, I don't think they win uh, because it just goes back to everything we talked about. The nil, they just don't have the talent. <laughs> like, they just they get beat everywhere on their one on one matchup. Huh. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and I know. And I, and I, and cool I know. Kansas State has their starting quarterback out, but Will Howard's more than capable. He's two and one on the year against Big 12 opponents, all the top teams, too. So, uh, Kansas State's gonna, they're good. They're great defensively. Uh, I will say, you know, there is that little bit of everyone's in an uproar about not naming Garrett Green. Uh, of course, that's just coaching. They're gonna make it, it prepare for three quarterbacks. <laughs> like their defense is good. Uh, but, I will say this. So Kansas State does play a lot of man. And that is right in the pocket for Gary Green. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Teams like Iowa State to play zone, keep their eyes in the backfield. Gary Green's not going to have success. Uh, now Kansas State's fully aware Gary Green can take off. So they will adjust and probably think, hey, we can just play zone against them as well. And not to play man up uh, so much as they would with Daniel.
0: So. What's, your, what's your what's your overall feeling about Gary Green? So we come out of this Oklahoma game and everybody's shouting, see, I told you, I told you, I told you. What, what's your thoughts about Gary Green getting the win getting the start should he start you know this game against Kansas State
1: I'd say start him um you know Gary Green's come a long way uh, even from a year ago uh, yeah he missed some bad passes he missed, I mean he had some bad passes against Oklahoma uh, but in the rain whatever uh, he's going to do it on a nice day as well on a nice day as well he's still learning uh, what I like about Gary Green is his will to win uh, that's that to me makes It gives him the X factor. Uh, JT Daniels is more calculated uh, than anything. He's a good quarterback. He's not bad. Uh, Is he hurt? Honestly, he looks
0: kind of hurt to me. I know
1: no, is he's hurt. He he hasn't had bro, the same zip for three weeks. Um, he doesn't.
0: Here's the thing. He, it's not just that he doesn't look like. Oh, he looks pretty much. He looks like a totally different quarterback that started the first four games. Yeah. He doesn't have the zip. He, he doesn't. None of none of the stuff that he possessed and he was showing in the first few games. But,
1: he's missing really bad on. Yeah. So something's off. So I mean, to me, that's another reason. Well. One of two things: either he's
0: hurt, or he's also going through a divorce with Giselle. One of the two. <laughs> one of the
1: two. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but you know, I've been saying it for years that these receivers aren't good. You know, everyone puts all the blame on quarterbacks, and I'm not saying that these quarterbacks are all stars. But when your receivers don't win,
0: one-on-one. Amen. The, hey they have to get off the jam. That, that like you said, that's our kryptonite, and it's been our kryptonite for a few years. When we play the Oklahoma States of the uh, of the world. When they get up in our grill and they jam us, our receivers can't get off the jam. They can't get open. And, what,
1: and what's more frustrating, like they beat Oklahoma because Bryce Ford Wheaton won the one on one in the end zone because Sam James made that catch when yeah. the one on one, he was covered. You have to make those plays. If you want to win, you have to make those plays. You're not going to be open every play. You can't, they can't scheme you open every single time. Let me it's say not, it's not a reality.
0: Let me say this real quick. JT Daniels, if he's healthy, I'm starting JT Daniels. JT Daniels doesn't seem healthy, so I don't mind going with Garrett Green. Right? I love the story of Garrett that's, Green. I love his passion.
1: One hundred percent. That's one hundred percent. You're right.
0: I love his passion. Oh, yeah. I love his love. For, he loves the game, even when he wasn't playing, even when he's behind Deggy, You, he loves the game. He loves the moment. He, he you know what? His energy kind of reminds me of oh, what's his name? Number zero. You who played for our uh, basketball team who played down at TBT this year. You know who I'm talking about.
1: Tavon Myers.
0: Tavon Myers. You know, Tavon Myers was always smiling ear to ear and just, you could tell he just loves basketball. He loves being there with his teammates. That's how Garrett Green feels. Am I wrong? Oh,
1: like, well, yeah, exactly. He, I, I mean, he's, loves- he's, he's a guy and my fans, gravitate towards him that's why the players yeah. gravitate towards him like and, he's lowering I, his shoulder on linebackers like and let's I go loved it. and <laughs> win a game a way to close the game
0: right but I'll also say there's a thing when 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 defense does don't have a scouting report on you like they've never really watched what you like to do and what you don't like to do so like people are like oh Garrett Green I told you I hope that every game goes like that and he comes through and he balls out but it's very interesting when people take a one-game sample size to decide what things are. I'll give you the perfect example. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers played against Alabama first game of the year. Actually, I'm going to put this on Brandon. Brandon, Brandon was like, Quinn Ewers, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I'll take him. And I was like, seriously? He played one good half. Now, granted, he was dicing Alabama up. Yeah. But he played one good game, one good half against Alabama. And You're going to tell me he's in the C.J. Strouds, Bryce Youngs. Nah, I'm not saying he didn't look good. Pump your brakes a little bit. Here's the thing with, with Green. Hey, look, we need a reason to feel good. So I don't mind the, the fans going a little crazy on him. But the truth is, pump your brakes a little bit. He had one good game. I, now, I would love to see him duplicate that over and over and over again. I just don't know if it's going to happen, and I think it's premature to say to to you know be like, oh, we were right over one game in the rain. That's my two cents. That's all I wanted to say. I like Garrett Green, man. Love that dude's energy. But let's let's watch him. You know, let's watch him be competent for you know a few more games yeah, before also, we start saying you know shame on Neil Brown for not letting him play.
1: I also remember fans excited when Jared Dagey led the comeback win against Kansas State. A few years back, and they said, "Look, see a quarterback can run." Well, he couldn't run either. It just just they didn't know what to expect. It's just one game. (laughs) game. They didn't know what to expect, and as soon as the film was out on him, it's like everyone, like just like anybody else. Um, Kansas State will have a short time to prepare. Um, I doubt they're going to prepare for Nico, but they'll probably look at a little bit of film. You know what I mean? Like they're going to prepare. So it's it's so much different in college football because you know. Everyone gets frustrated like just name a quarterback well you're you're limited in time in college, so they only get a certain number of hours a week to with video and actual practice time like there's a very limited number of actual practice time like where n f l you just you have so much time to go over everything everything's available to you so coaches ain't going to give anybody anything because when they're limited to that they want you to spend a little extra time maybe on nico green and Daniel. Like, all right, here's all what we've yeah. seen from all three of these guys instead of just doing one. So it it sounds so silly. Like just name it. Like the the people within those facilities and on that by price field know exactly what's going on. So probably don't need to know anything.
0: The depth chart, when they listed three quarterbacks, who were the three quarterbacks they named? Or like for the starter?
1: It's just been the same every week. Daniels Green and then Nico. It's been the same.
0: Which is inter- yeah. which is only interesting to me because I never really paid attention. Does that mean Crowder is transferring this year?
1: No, it doesn't mean anything. Crowd, I mean, goose no, may. Mate, no. mate, it, 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 it means absolutely no. nothing. That's no, just a depth chart. <laughs>
0: the depth chart has a, a freshman and then a sophomore on it every single week, and you're not mentioned on it? Okay, I don't want to start nothing, but. If if I'm goose, but anyway, you know we're not going there. We're not going there. Let's stay. Let's say positive. If things. goose
1: really wants to play, he'll he'll have to go down a level, without a doubt. And I wouldn't. I mean, he's not going to play here. So okay. Well, see so that, everybody. Leave, unless you know everybody leaves, like we <laughs> talked about with the Neil Brown leaving. Everyone's gone. New coach is like, all right, we got Goose. And be, hey, that's not a bad option at all. I'm not hit. I'm not hating on the kid. It's just there's better quarterbacks the front.
0: Got you. All right, so. Do you have anything that you really want to talk about with the men's basketball team? I feel like we could put this off for another week because I feel like we're going to learn a lot more. Um, I know it was a big win at Pitt. I know Trey Mitchell looked good. I know Waggy was playing ball. I know Toussaint and Stevenson showed the toughness. Um, Anything you really want to get into on the basketball side? Because if not, we could just keep it moving.
1: Uh, just head your optimism heading into next week. Uh, big test next week. Yeah. Uh, definitely, <laughs> de- definitely <laughs> like this team. I do like this team, but it's still going to be a battle all year. But I think the best. There's two things I like about this team. One, the unselfishness. Well, there's actually so the unselfishness, the energy, the effort. You can put those two right there, but there, there's not a guy. I would say like you don't have a like there's not like a deuce, right? Like you don't have a deuce McBride, but you I have think we, a I, I wild player. I I, think, I do too, but cause,
0: I, cause I, uh, you, you don't come, have
1: to lean on one player is what I'm saying. No, like, that's true. There's there's more than one
0: player. There's no Taz, there's no one guy who has to jack up all the shots. I agree with right. you on that. You aspect. have
1: he has plenty of options right now. But, and I but like it.
0: but Huggy did say if you were going to compare him. I would compare him to, drum roll please, Deshaun Butler when he's talking about Trey Mitchell.
1: Yep. It wasn't an exact, he said, a small comparison. You don't want to put, first, you don't want to put all that on that kid. Trey Mitchell is a, he looks, he's looking the part right now. And Stevenson, like to see him lower his energy a little bit at home. (laughs) 19 points in two games at home, 16 at pit. Uh, Road warrior, though you, you definitely like having that. Uh, it's too early, on it's too
0: early. You know, basketball, just like every sport, is about just makeups. exciting. It's
1: exciting because you actually have a team. Like, I think this is the first time you, you, like go back and think in the last five years, right, since JC left, within the first three games, have you been this excited about a basketball? No, team? never. Nope. Okay. Nope.
0: I will say this. I'm skipping over this and we're going to talk NFL and college. The only reason why I'm skipping over this, because I know this is the week to talk about it. I know he just did a warm-up video or a uh, a video for Texas. And Pat McAfee, everybody's talking about him, and I should be talking about it right now, me and you should. But me and Brandon have talked about this in the past, and I want Brandon to be here to talk about Pat McAfee and, and, and West Virginia, because I feel like there's a lot of things that go deeper than what people... Want to remember and and there's a lot of things that play into it that just just actually you know what it actually irritates me, but it's also kind of funny that people forget their feelings at a certain point so you know what I might get into it now. I am gonna save it till next week till me and Brandon are on here so we can talk about it but that was a big thing in the news Pat McAfee doing the hype video for Texas and there's a lot of people who are big mad and want to come at Pat McAfee about that. Once again, I said on I got five on it, I got no problem with it. Get that money. If they're paying you money to do it, I have no problem with you uh, putting up that money in your pocket. Now, now, now. if it was Pitt, I have a whole different – it's a whole different thing. It's not Pitt. It's Texas, and I'm sure Texas got that money up. So we're not even going to spend any time on it. I promise you guys, you guys do not want to miss next week's episode because we are going to go in on it. It's probably going to make you mad if you're a Mountaineer fan or if you're a Mountaineer faithful, you grew up in the mountain state. Because we're going to have real talk about this whole Pat McAfee thing because I'm just, just – just... anyways, we'll save it for next week. But, Chris, anything else on West Virginia football? Anything else on West Virginia basketball? Because if not, we're going to get into the NFL schedule coming up and the college football schedule.
1: I'd, I'd honestly like to see uh, your fans' opinions on the excitement. Are they excited for a new era? Is it all optimism? Does anybody have any fear <laughs> of yeah. what could – well, I mean, could be coming, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that's a great you always question. think the best as a fan, but, you, but, but things you mean, could really
0: go sideways
1: here. Like, but you know oh
0: yeah. how it goes, man. Like, people are uh, creatures of habit. I park in the what? same, almost the same, park spot every day at work. <laughs> there's closer spots, but I just parked there and I always parked there. So I parked there now. So anytime there's change, people feel uncomfortable with it. Some people are going to enjoy it, but some people are going to be very uncomfortable because it's something different.
1: I like an I, I would say that there's overall excitement, but I think there should be a healthy fear. There's a lot of big steps to take. So it's going to be an interesting year to say the least.
0: Yes, sir. All right. Give me one second. I gotta get over to the NFL.
1: Oh, you got? Did you want to do college first? Was it college games or NFL games? First?
0: I was going to go NFL games. Okay. All right. So this week, NFL lineup, week eleven. I'm gonna let you, we go one by one. I'm gonna let you give me one. I'll give you one. We'll go back and forth. Only the games that you're interested in, and that you actually care about.
1: Well, I'm gonna start with my Patriots. Right? That's my Pats. team. Go ahead, Pats and Jets. Yeah, to the Jets right there. That's a rivalry. Even if outside looking like, at rivalry games. Last time I was on here, if you know, I like rivalry games. So, Pats, Jets, number one right off the rip.
0: Especially because the Patriots beat them last time. The Jets coming off of a big-time Bills win, Um, I believe. Did the Jets beat uh, Miami earlier this year? Maybe not. Maybe not.
1: But either way. Uh, I can't remember. But I mean, if you look at the division, everyone's got a winning Pat's are at the last right now, 5-4. Everyone's got a winning record. Obviously, the Jets the are six and three, won. but
0: one of those losses came to the Patriots. If the Patriots could can win this, they at least pull even with the Jets and in front of the Jets because they own the tiebreaker, because they won both games. The Patriots are uh favorites by three points, so that's one to look at. Let me tell you one that I'm going to say that I don't know if a whole lot of people would say, the Bears-Falcons. I don't care about the Falcons. What I care is Justin uh, Fields. Fields. the kid's balling. That kid is balling. I know the defense isn't holding up their end of the story. I know there was a lot of things said like, oh, we don't know if he can be. If you've watched him, he is entertaining and he is balling. 30, 39 fantasy points last week. I only know that is because uh, I played against him, of course. <laughs> 39 fantasy points last <laughs> week. Uh, every week he's doing something that's just interesting and spectacular, man. I'm, I'm actually interested in this game.
1: All right. My second one uh, Bengals Steelers, AFC, AFC North, old school rival. Love it. In Pittsburgh, place is going to be jumping for that one. Cause I mean, all of a sudden, Steelers picked up a win last week. <laughs> like, I never count out Tomlinson. Ever count out Tomlinson, and that's coming from a known Steeler hater. I yeah, just no, never, I think, never count. I
0: think count that's me. a good policy too. I think that's a good policy. There's a big one too. There's two other big ones. Actually, this is a good Sunday for football. I'll take, I'll take the the one. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll leave. Well, no, who cares? I'll tell you, the Chiefs versus Chargers, eight twenty, NBC. The Chargers two games back in the division. Barely lost to the Chiefs the first time. The Chiefs on the road, they are six-point favorites, but the first time, the Chargers gave them everything they could handle. Big game. Uh, anytime Patrick Mahomes is on, uh, Justin Herbert is starting to play well again, um, probably because I dropped him from my fantasy team. Um, yeah, no, it's just a good game to watch, though.
1: Uh, yeah, I was looking at that one. Uh, my final one, I think I got, I got Cowboys and the got Vikings. To. Oh, cowboys, that's, the last vikings. Vikings. Yep. that's the last one man Yeah, that's a good one cowboys just coming off the loss vikings uh coming off a comeback win. so it's a good one
0: yeah absolutely vikings feeling good about themselves cowboys almost in a must win the way the eagle i know the eagles just dropped one but um if you're in the nfc east uh, no time to be losing games the vikings trying to keep that momentum going interestingly enough the cowboys are on the road and yet they're a uh, point and a half yeah, I mean,
1: you got to the uh Playoff yeah, you know, playoff rankings.
0: Yeah, implications. Yeah. Reading right
1: there. You gotta you gotta get if you you're gonna go down four games behind the Vikings. Like if you're not try, if you can't catch up against the Eagles, you gotta try to get up there and the Vikings, you lose that, you're four games back.
0: Last game Always I want to talk about, and not because we care so much about it, it's because we love Geno Smith, who's with the Seahawks. Monday night football, Eagle oh, excuse me, Cardinals forty ers you may think no big deal, five and four, 49ers, four and six Cardinals. it is a big deal. uh the 49ers are a game behind the Seattle Seahawks, so if you love Geno Smith on Half Monday night, Half a game yeah, on Monday as night nine as one yeah beat on Monday night, you are rooting for the Cardinals, the Phoenix Cardinals um to beat the San Francisco 49ers, so that's big, but that's it let's go to let's go to college football. The important things, actually, man, that was a really good NFL schedule. These last few weeks have been kind of weak, weak sauce. All
1: right, college. Want me? I guess I'm starting first, huh? No, 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 Um, wait, wait, wait.
0: wait. Week twelve. Hold up, I got, I got to get the full schedule up. There we go. All right, all right, I'm ready. Week twelve.
1: We good? Yeah, let's go. What you looking uh, at? We'll start off noon. Uh, Big twelve matchup: TCU Baylor. Uh, obviously TC is trying to stay unscathed. Uh that's a rival. That's obvious that's a big rival. That's a big rival right there. Uh wouldn't be surprised at Baylor. Uh Baylor ended up being the one. You know how those rivalry games go sometimes. Uh spoil the season. So watch out for that one. Baylor may pull that one off.
0: Wow, there's a lot of uh who cares about it games this week. I mean, Florida State plays Rich Rod in Louisiana. They're, uh,
1: Rich Rod Rod is not at Louisiana.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. My bad.
1: Jacksonville state.
0: Excuse me. Sorry. Don't care about that one. Oh, snap. Alabama playing the juggernaut Austin P this week. Yeah. Uh, Who else? No Liberty. Okay. The only reason why I even care a little bit about Liberty is just because of the Q freeze rumors. They play Virginia tech. They are 10 point favorites against two and eight Virginia tech. Um, but who really cares about that? I haven't found one I care about. Right, you got another one? I'll let you go right now. Yeah, so Boston College,
1: Notre Dame, old school, going old you, school there. You Boston care about college. that? Yeah, I like rivalry. Look, those sneaky side rivalry games, love them. Absolutely love them. Hey, who's the largest a lot Catholic? of history between hey, those two schools?
0: Who Who's the largest Catholic school in the country?
1: I don't know Notre Dame. I guess
0: <laughs> nope. The largest what? Catholic school in in college in college in the United States. Is Boston College.
1: There you go. That's the reason I, why the game so huge. Yeah, it's a big that's, one.
0: That's the reason why the game so huge. Boston College Catholic School, they are the largest versus another Catholic school, Notre Dame. It's big time.
1: You also got Bedlam this weekend. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, I'm looking down through here.
1: Okay. I like rivalry games. Yeah. If you can't tell, I like the rivalry games. And you got U you got Lincoln Riley, Chip Kelly, USC, U C L A. Okay, that's my no, list.
0: I'm, I'm looking and there's not a whole lot of like marquee <laughs> no, it's, stuff. You've it's, you've it's dug, dug week
1: deep. before the rivalry game. So yeah,
0: you've dug the. Oh, okay, okay. You got Utah Utah versus Oregon. That's that's at ten thirty. So if you're up late night on Saturday night, is it at 10, Utah? No, it's at they're they're in oxen uh, Stadium.
1: Yeah, Oregon coming off that loss with the wheels fall off. There you go.
0: 8-2 and two, Utah, number 10 in the country, versus 8-2 and two, Oregon, number 12 in the country. I did want to mention this one. Oh, wow. Now, that's a big one. The two Big Ten bound teams, USC, UCLA. Yeah,
1: Uber Chip 10 versus Kelly number 16.
0: That's right. I can't stand Chip Kelly. I really can't. So, let's hey. go to USC.
1: Yeah, there, there's a guy Was four or five years ago had his players doing jumping jacks on the sideline. And people were mocking them, making fun of them. They ain't laughing now, are they? <laughs> yeah, man. There's a,
0: uh, there was one big game that I actually just scrolled past, and I'm like, you know what? I actually do care about that game. Uh, oh, that, that, that's a game I was looking for. I usually don't dive into the Big 12 because, you know, there's so many good games because every team in the Big 12 is good. I will say I think it's a big deal that, first of all, Kansas is 6-4 because they've had such a great year. I know six and four is not like world beaten, but for Kansas, that's great. Texas is also six and four. Ah. They're nine-point favorites in Lawrence, Kansas. Both of them are six and four. This is a big, this is a big uh game for me because whoever loses takes a L on the year. I I don't know. I guess Kansas can lose and still feel like it had a successful year, but six and four, if they win, they'll be seven and four. But whoever loses will be six and five. That's a big deal for Sark at Texas or for
1: Leopold at Kansas. I'm also wondering, too, for Kansas, if that would be the – I can't imagine the last time, probably since they went on that run in the Orange Bowl with uh, the – I can't remember the quarterback they had off the top of my head, but it has to be a long time that they have have beaten a Big 12 program back-to-back seasons. Oh, I'd be really surprised if they've ever done beat Texas back-to-back year.
0: Can Georgia regain the magic at Kentucky? Kentucky all year was ranked. They've dropped out. They're 6-4. Georgia, number one team in the country, 10-0. and 0. Can they go down to Lexington? It gets rowdy down there in Lexington. Can Kentucky and Coach Stoops regain the magic for one game? They are 22-point dogs, 22-and-a-half point dogs. For me, that is way too big. I'm putting... If I was going to bet, I would put money on Kentucky covering that. But it's a 22.5-point spread in Lexington. I think that's too much. That's a game to look at.
1: Yeah, Kentucky can be sneaky good, especially in Lexington. That's not a bad team. They're probably a little disappointing from where they started, but it's not a bad team. I think they lost to South Carolina, didn't they?
0: Does this make me a bad fan that I just realized the game this weekend is in Morgantown? <laughs> Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kid State, seven and a half point favorite, number 15 in the country, seven to three, coming to Morgantown. You already gave us your prediction. You decided that West Virginia was going to have a loss. You decided that because it is accurate. Uh, I'll be fully surprised if we win. I want us to win. I enjoyed the heck out of last week, even though I thought we would lose. Hopefully, it can happen again. Man, you anything Brown, else? Neil
1: Brown's two and one against Kansas State. All right. Hopefully that one, means something. One and one and one when they're ranked. Well, hopefully, maybe, maybe hopefully, two. hopefully
0: that means something. I don't know, but you know what? I I, I do want it to be true. Either way, that's the NFL schedule. That's the college football schedule. And that is Chris Hall from WV Nation, uh, Sports Illustrated, West Virginia. Uh, shout out where they can find you if you want to. At Mountaineers now. There and follow me at
1: WV WVHallBilly.
0: That's right. Slide them DMs. That's what's up. We out of here. Network.